Also, Ezekiel chapter 20, 37 and verse 1. If you have your Bible, say amen. Or you have your message notes, say amen. And uh, we're going to get right into the Word. We're in a series right now called The Ultimate Summer Road Trip. And we're just, we're taking a road trip through the Old Testament throughout the summer. And we're looking, taking some principles from the Word there and, uh, and what it would say to us. Ezekiel chapter 37, such an incredible, incredible passage of Scripture. And I just want to pray that the Lord would help me to be able to preach it like I feel it today. I really have a message of hope for somebody. Somebody's here today that needs to hear this. I've been so burdened for you, and I'm excited to preach to you today. So I just want to pray before we get into the word. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for what we feel in this place. Thank you for your word. God, it's so full of power and strength. God, would you speak in this place? God, let everyone in this room not just hear me, but let them hear the voice of your spirit and be touched and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 1 says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones, the prophet says. And he led me around among them, among the bones. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, there were, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. What an incredible passage of Scripture. And if, if you may be new to the Scripture or new to the Bible, this is... This is a major prophet in the Old Testament speaking to us of things to come. That there, This was spoken thousands of years ago. Ezekiel was not just a preacher. He was not just a pastor, if you will. But he was a seer. He was a prophet. He was someone who foresaw the future. And at that time, thousands of years ago, who would have imagined that this word of God would come to Ezekiel and begin to speak about things to come for the nation of Israel. And it would take thousands of years to realize that this prophecy that he spoke of the land of dry bones, the valley of dry bones, was actually the Holocaust. And Hitler had taken the people of God, the nation of Israel had lost its nationhood, had been pushed to the four corners of the earth and been relegated to bones. The Jews were burned in gas chambers and, 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 and put in concentration camps all over Europe. And the enemy of Israel thought they had defeated the people of God. But there was a prophecy in Ezekiel 37 that God gave to a man years and years before that though the people of Israel were in such a disbanded and dry place, that they would be coming back together again. Ezekiel 37 shows us a clear picture of the God that we serve, who's a master at putting together broken pieces. That God's the master at putting the puzzle back together. God's a master at taking pieces that don't look like they fit, that the enemy has pushed all to all four corners of the earth. And God says, just when you think it's time to throw in the towel, just watch how I can bring together what nobody else can bring together. 
I want you to know that God wants to put together broken pieces in your life and my life as well. God wants to put together things that seem scattered in our life. I love how Ezekiel 37 starts. It starts by saying that the hand of the Lord was upon me. What an incredible, incredible word. That could be a message all in itself, that the hand of the Lord was upon me. That a God so high and mighty as him, so powerful as he is, could reach somebody as low as I am. That a God that sits in the heavens, that a God that made the earth and everything that's in it just by the spoken word of his power would put his hand on somebody like me. That would put his hand on somebody that's broken. That would put his hand on someone with inabilities. That would put his hand on someone who makes Mistake. See, hell hates the fact that God's hand is on your life. He can't mess with you. Like there are things that the devil can't do to you because the hand of God is upon your life. And the Bible says not only that, but the hand was upon his life and that hand lifted him and began to carry him in the spirit of God. That's what I love about this, the worship service that we just had and what I love that God's doing here at City Hills. It seems like my wife and I were talking last night. It's like the church is developing a personality. You know, we have, we have two little boys and it's so funny to watch, our, to watch our kids develop their personality. Have you ever seen that before? You know, it's like they get their own little personality. And I feel like God's giving us a personality, things that we've had desire and vision in our heart to be a worshiping church, to be a place where it's not just dead, dry religion on a Sunday morning, but the power of Almighty God comes in whenever we begin to sing and lift up the name of Jesus. And I want to encourage you, get out of your comfort zone, you know? Like, like lift a head, you know, at least do a little, do a little tap, you know, and then, or at least, you know, carry the TV. You ever seen that before? Carry the TV, carry the TV. If that one doesn't work, you can say, my fish was this big. You know, do this right here, my fish was this big. <laughs> Next one, if you want to get real bad, you can say, you can say heartburn. This is a good one. I love this one, heartburn. Or if you can do touchdown, it's good. You know, this right this. <laughs> do something. Whatever you do, do something. Why? Because when we worship, God's spirit floods this place. And when God's spirit floods this place, God takes us to another place. God lifts us up and transports us. The Bible says he carried me in the spirit of the Lord. Please never despise the spirit of the Lord. Please never despise the Holy Spirit being on your life because that's your transportation. Like, that's the way you get home, baby. You get home. It'd be like me saying, you know what? I don't want to take the car home. I'll just walk. You know, say, so why do you want to walk? You got a car. Why do you want to walk through the things of life when you have the vehicle of God's spirit that when we worship, God can transport us to where we need to be? And that doesn't just happen on Sundays. That can happen every day. When we get in God's presence, he begins to take us places. The hand of the Lord was upon me. When I think about the hand of the Lord, I think about a story of an old preacher that would have me preach for him back whenever I was just beginning preaching as a, as a late teenager. Whenever I started feeling a call to preach, this preacher would have me come about an hour away from my house, 30 minutes from where I lived. And he would tell me a story about a time where he was 
watching his pastor pray for people. And as there was a big line of people in the front at the end of a service and they were receiving prayer for different needs in their life. And he said, I witnessed as my pastor was laying his hands on the head of those people with a need that I saw this other huge, gigantic hand from heaven, like from out in the room, like come down and put his hand on the hand of the pastor, you know, whenever he was praying. And he was, he was an older man. He's passed away now, but he was, he was telling me how much of an impact that it made on his life. Just the reality that there's another hand. There's a hand of heaven that that's the hand that matters, you know? Everything could be stacked against you, but if we could keep the hand of heaven on our life, that that's the only thing that matters. The Spirit of the Lord was upon me, and it began to carry me, the prophet said. Oh, what an incredible experience to be carried by the Spirit of the Lord, to be carried to a place with Jesus, to have an experience with God where we're carried into His presence. But the next part of the verse is kind of confusing to me. God carried him into a valley. God, if you're going to carry me, at least carry me to somewhere good, you know? God, is this really even you? Are you carrying me? Because, you know, you're good and everything should be good. Like, you're supposed to carry me to, like, Disneyland. You're supposed to carry me to the beach. You're supposed to carry me to that mountain cabin with a hot tub and everything all together. You're supposed to carry me to my favorite restaurant. You're supposed to carry me to this awesome, amazing place. But you've carried me to a valley. And the valley's full of bones. Is it possible that God can carry us to the valley at times? Is it possible that God can be with us even though our situation is very dry and we don't understand everything that's going on in our lives? Is it possible that God can be with us when we're so low? We, we, I want to talk today about some things we don't talk about in church a lot, you know? I want to talk today and get real about some things that many times you come to church, you put on all your good-looking clothes, you put the smile on your face, and everything's perfect in your life. I want to talk not about the highs, but I want to talk about the lows. Because God was with him in a very low place. You come to church because it's a high place. But when you go home, it's very low. I want to talk to some depressed people. I want to talk to some people that are struggling with some things in your mind, in your thinking. That, that is God even with me? Is God even real? Is he even real? I thought he was leading me. I thought he was taking me somewhere. But all I look around, it's just a bunch of bare bones. Just a bunch of bare bones. I got a bare bones career. I got dreams and I got plans about what it's going to be. I look, it's just bare bones. I, I look at my family. It's just, it's not what I thought it would be. It's just a bunch of bare bones. God, you're not even with me. I thought you, if you were real, then it wouldn't be like this. I thought it would be better than this. I, I don't understand what's going on in my life. I, I thought I was supposed to have victory, but I feel like I have failure. I thought I was supposed to have everything taken care of, but it looks like you're not even with me. God, I did the tithe challenge, but it feels like I'm, I'm going backwards instead of forward. Are you even there, God? Like, are you leading me or not? He says, Ezekiel, can all this live, God says. And Ezekiel says, you've asked a question that I honestly don't even have the faith enough to answer for. He said, oh God, only you know. 
I'm talking to some people that are walking through some things that aren't getting better. It's not getting better. You're walking through things that are not getting better and you feel like you're being mocked by your situation. Say, where's your God now? Where's your worship now? Where's your serve team now? Where's your giving now? Where's your I trust in God now? Where's your worship now? Look at where you are. Look at the valley that you're in the middle of. And I want to give you some words of encouragement that I believe Ezekiel, if he was here, he would talk to us because Ezekiel was at this moment of confusion, I would say, because he didn't understand what was happening in his world. Think about this. We get to the hear the word. We get to hear the, the thigh bone connected to like we know the story, but he didn't know the story. He didn't know what was going to happen. We're we're preaching the message and singing the song, but he was in the middle of it and didn't know what was going on. And maybe you're in the middle of it today. You say, God, I don't know if the thigh bone's going to connect to the leg. I don't even know if there is a leg bone. I don't know where it is. It's dead. It's dry. It's so far gone. It's never going to happen. God, only you know. What do you do whenever you're in the middle of the valley? What do you do when all you have is bare bones? I want to give you the first one. Here's the first thing you do when all you have is bare bones. Just keep on walking with God. Keep on walking with God. I love this, I'd never seen this whenever I was reading it this past couple weeks and studying this, is that God walked him through the bones in the valley. Could you imagine this? God holding his hand and just begin to take him up and down. In my mind's eye, I just imagine him being like, and just standing there in the valley, overlooking the great cavern, the valley of bones, and standing and looking at it in the distance. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says God took him and began to lead him through the valley. God took Ezekiel by the hand and began to say, hey, look at this bone. Man, look how impossible that one is. Oh, that one's even worse than that one. Man, look how bad it is here. Oh, it's even, it's, it's even worse over here. It stinks over here more than it's, well, I'm not talking about the people over here. He said it's, he said it's, it's not good. It's, it's, it's just walk a little bit through the valley. Maybe you feel like in life, you're just kind of walking through the bones. You feel like you're just walking through the valley. You feel like you're walking through the impossibility and it's not getting better. I want to encourage you this morning, just keep on walking with God. Like just because you're in the middle of the impossibility, don't stop walking with God. Keep your eyes on who's walking with you. Keep your eyes on whose hand is on your life. Just because you're in the valley, know this, you're not in the valley alone. God is with you. And let me say this, we're with you too. We're with you in the valley. I know there are some people that your valley may be more apparent to to the outsider than other people's valley. Maybe your valley is something where you feel like everybody knows about your valley or your valley you feel full of shame. And I want you to know every single person in this room has a valley in their life. Every single person in, in this room has a past that they're not proud of. Every single person in this room has sinned and came short of the glory of God. And know this, you're not alone. The devil wants to come to you and say, you're the only one that's dealing with this impossibility. And I just want you to know it's not true. This is a place. Can we be real? Can we love each other? Can we be there for one another? That's what I love so much about our small groups. I, I, I love that, that, that groups of people come together and begin to get real. Begin to peel away some of the facade that we all put up. And begin to get real about where we are and what we're afraid about. And what we're praying for and where our families are. And We need that. We need to be a place that's real. We need to be a place where we can say, yeah, I got some bones. I got some bare bones in my life, and I'm going to deal with them. 
Why did God even take him to the valley? Why, why does God lead us to the valley? Why didn't God just say, it's done? Why, why didn't God do that immediately in his life? Could it be that God is allowing us to walk through some things so that he can teach us about who's really in charge in the middle of our valley? Do you know God is in charge even though you're in the valley? Verse 4 says, then he said to me, so this is, so he's in the valley of bones. Can I get any better? Well, God, you know, I don't know. It's very bad. You've walked me up and down. It's dry. It's smell. It's just not, it's not a good place. It's not going good. Everything's not going wonderful. God, I don't understand what's going on. And God says, okay, okay, okay. All that aside, here's what I want you to do. Prophesy over the bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Here's the second thing I believe Ezekiel would tell us. Whenever all we see around us is bones, we need to say what God says, not what we see. Say what God says, not what we see. It's so easy to just say what we see, isn't it? You know, oh, it's a cloudy day. Oh, it's terrible. It's not getting any better. Man, I'm not getting any better. The job's not getting, everything is, you know, we could just call it like we see it. We, we call it like we see it. I just say it while I say I'm real. You know, some people say, I'm just real, preacher. I ain't gonna say that. I'm just real. I just say whatever it is. You know what? God did not tell him, you just be real and say whatever it is. God didn't say, well, you just go to the, you just go to it and say, you know what, just a valley full of bones. You know, God says, no, 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 no. I want you to say what God says about your situation. So that begs the question, what does God say about your situation? Do you know what God says about you? Do you know who you are in Christ? Like, do you know what God's put on you? Do you know the power and the strength and the vitality? Do you know the plan that he has for you? Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says, God knows the plan he has for you, the plans he has for you. It's plans of peace and prosperity to bring you to an expected end that God, he has a place of good and blessing in your life. And here's the thing, if it's not good yet, it's not over yet because God is still in control. God is going to do everything he said he was gonna do in your life. Life. I'm excited this morning. It's too many times I think we just accept what we're going through. I think we just, yeah, it's yeah, just a valley of bones. God, God says, no, 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 no. I want you begin to speak not what you see. I want you to begin to speak what I say about your situation. God says, speak to the bones. Speak to the things you've been walking through for the last while. Speak to the thing that you may have already made up in your mind it's over yet. I just see this scripture taking a little bit of time. It's like in his mind he's already made up this is an impossibility. And right whenever he thinks it's that over and it's that dry. The Bible tells a couple times it makes him mention that it's dry bone. You know, like it's, it's not just dead, it's dry. You know, it's taking the time to, to decompose. It's so far gone, it's impossible. Speak to the bones. I believe his, he'd say, well, me and the bones, we're not speaking right now. You know, it's hard to speak to someone that's not speaking to you back, you know. You know, how you doing, Mike Stan? It's great to see you today. Everything going all right? You know, it's, it's a, what, what do you do? Speak, speak to something that's dead? God says, yeah. 
God says, I want you to look at the thing that seems like it's dumb, seems like it's impossible. I want you to speak to something that's not going to speak back to you. I want you to love something that's not going to love you back. I want you to give to something that's not going to give back to you. And you say, God, I don't understand. Why would you do that? God, I believe part of it is God says, I want you to know if you're going to be like me, if you're going to grow in who I am, then you got to learn to do what I did to you. You got to learn to look at impossible situations and say, it's coming together. Even though whenever, just like I did to you, whenever your situation was impossible and I'd sell to you to rise again to new life. Verse five, let's read it together. It says, thus says the Lord God to these bones. This is him, I love this. Behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will cause flesh to come on you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound and behold, a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. I wanna tell you that if you'll begin to speak what God says about your situation instead of just what you see about your situation, then it's gonna begin to come together. That there's some things that'll come together. Don't speak death. Begin to speak life. Don't speak what you see. Speak what God says. I shall live and not die. It's coming together. I wish somebody would get that word on their heart. If I could title this message today, I'd simply title it that it's coming together. Next time you look at that impossibility in your life, don't speak what it is. Just say it's coming together. Say, devil, I understand it's not all what it should be yet, but it's coming together. I see the bones. They're very dry, but it's coming together. My career, it's coming together. My family, it's coming together. My dreams, it's coming together. Speak the word of faith over where you are. That's what God commands the prophet to do. It's coming together. I'll live and not die. The scripture says, let the weak say I'm strong. That doesn't make sense. God, you want me to lie? No, he says, I want you to speak the kingdom reality and not the human physical reality. I'm strong. God says, I'm strong. You speak what God says about your situations, what Ezekiel would teach us. He began to speak to the bones. Then he began to speak to the wind. In verse 8, he says, And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh came upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded me, as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceeding great army. Isn't that awesome? I love it just wasn't a bunch of people. It just stood up a bunch of, that'd be a miracle in itself, wouldn't it? You know, they, they stood up and there was a, Multitude of people. But he said, no, the bones were actually the bones of an army. That when they stood up, they stood in formation. When they stood up, they stood, uh, they stood ready and at attention, you know, to fight. I love that. Could it be that the things that are the most dead in our lives, the things that we feel like are so far gone, could it be that that's the very thing that God's going to use to be the army in our life that's going to fight and that's going to bring victory and that's going to defeat the enemy? I love it. So here's, I want to give you some final thoughts that, that God would say it's coming together. Here's the reality. Stop looking only in the natural. Stop looking only in the natural. When you look at your situation again, when you think about what you're thinking about again, what you're dealing with again, stop looking at what it is 
and ask for God's perspective. God, so stop looking at the natural. Here's the second reality. We need to start where we are. God does not give us our vision. He doesn't give us exactly what we dreamed of. I don't believe. I believe he gives us the raw materials of our vision. (laughs) He gives us the bare bones, if you will. And he says here, by faith and by speaking what I say, here's, don't be surprised what I'm trying to say is if, if, if your family is not what you dreamed it to be. Don't be surprised if your career is not what you dreamed it to be. Don't be surprised if your dream is not what you thought it would be. Why? Because you just got the bare bones. But it's going to take trust in God and speaking his word over your situation if you're going to ever possess what you dreamed of and what he promised in your life. To so start where you are. Trust that he's going to do everything he said. And surrender what you have to God. Surrender what you have to God. So stop looking only at the natural. Start where you are. And number three, surrender what you have to God. I don't know where you are today and what you're facing. But I want you to know that God can bring together the things we never thought could come together. All over the place, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you would just right where you are, just lift up whatever that impossibility is. I dare say we, every one of us has one. Every one of us has a valley of bare bones, dry bones situation. Why don't we lift it up to God right now? Why don't we give it to him? And say, God, you know, like I don't even know. I feel like I've been walking through some dry places and I need your life in me. I need fresh strength in me. God would say, surrender to me. I'm here. I want to help you today. If you're in this place and you want to surrender your life to Jesus, you want, you got some dry bones you want him to take care of today. Right where you are, I want to pray for you today. Right now, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you would touch the dry bones in our lives. Hmm. Give us the strength to see what you see. God, I pray you would give someone a vision right now, God, of what you want to do in their life. God, give them the strength and power to be able to speak to the dead thing in their life, just like you did to Ezekiel. God, I pray that you would put the word in their mouth. They can do what you've called them to do. Jesus name. If you need to